Hello and welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, the podcast of Catoctin Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Percival, Virginia. My name is Ben Franks and I'm here with Pastor Charles Biggs. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, we're doing part two today of what we started last week. Pastor Biggs very helpfully walked us through uh, the first five of, of ten things that we can hold on to, uh, remember, meditate on, and share with others as we think about how to be intentional in uh, our work of evangelism. Uh, before we jump into part two, and Pastor Biggs walks us through that, um, we wanted to just uh, let everyone know as well that we'll be taking uh, a break for the summer in August. So we'll have this, uh, this special episode here today, wrapping up our discussion about evangelism. We'll give you a month to kind of uh, work on applying that, memorizing <laughs> and meditating on it. That's right. And uh, we'll be coming back in, in September, and it's we'll be starting off. Yes, there will be an exam. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in September, we'll be uh, uh, restarting uh, our, our, our schedule uh, with a special two-part uh, series. So look forward to that. But Pastor Biggs, would you uh, just uh, help to walk us through, maybe just begin by reminding us of the first five things you showed us, and then walk us through the, the, the last five. That's right. Yes, I will. I, I, you know, I always want to remind us of that, um, of, of the scripture, and remember Jesus's words in John 4, that my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And, and in that context, Jesus is accomplishing the work of the Father uh, through evangelism. And we want that same kind of affection and desire. And, and so in the first part, I just talked about five thoughts, uh, five principles that we can keep in mind, that we can remember on each finger um, as a, a, a sort of a, a spiritual daily reminder, a kind of spiritual string to tie on our finger for each and every day uh, that we'll remember by God's grace um, what we're called to as, as, as Christian witnesses or gospelers or those who are wanting to make Christ known uh, in our lives. And so the first five uh, were these, uh, being there, uh, being prepared, being faithful, um, being yourself, and being filled. And I'll start with the uh, second five now. On the other hand, um, the first is being confident. If we're all honest uh, about it, uh, I think we would probably think that um, we're not very good at evangelism. In fact, I would think that um, Many churches, like the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, that is very solid in doctrine and biblical truth and confessional understanding and church history, may not be as outwardly looking, may not be as strong in their outward sight and looking around them and doing evangelism. That um, may be a weakness of ours. But I think in many ways, uh, it's it's always going to be a, weak, a weakness for Christians because we lack confidence. Uh, we lack confidence. And so this sixth one is just remember to be confident, uh, to, to, to remember to be confident. Now, let me explain. This confident is not confident in your knowledge or in uh, your ability to do polemics or in your debate tactics or uh, in your uh, of knowledge, uh, even of Scripture, okay, this, this confidence is, is a kind of uh, Gideon confidence. It's a kind of confidence where you find yourself each and every day kind of hiding from your enemies, and God comes along and says, uh, greetings, uh, man of valor. You know, in other words, I'm calling you out to do something that you can't do, but I'm going to show my grace and my power upon you, Gideon, and my call to you is as a man of valor because I'm going to make you a man of valor. And so this confidence is just having confidence that even in our weak 
next, even in our weakness, even in our weakest moments, we can be confident that Christ's strength and power are ours uh, by the Holy Spirit. And so this is related to the Spirit-filled. It's just being reminded that the confidence comes uh, from the Spirit in Christ, and this confidence comes in knowing that God has called us to do this, and he will equip us to do it, and, and he will even, as Jesus tells us, often bring to our memory certain scriptures we have through the Holy Spirit. Um, he will um, grant us uh, above and beyond what we could ask or imagine. So that, that confidence is not in ourselves. It's not in our knowledge, biblically, uh, biblical knowledge, uh, philosophy knowledge, uh, education knowledge. It's, it's that knowledge that we have that we can be confident in Christ, that when we're weak, he's strong. And I think one of our first, um, perhaps as part of our repentance, uh, as, as in turning away uh, from our idolatry of ease and our, our self-centeredness, and I'm starting with myself here, um, is, to, is to confess that the reason we don't do evangelism sometimes is, be, is because of unbelief. Um, it, it, it's, um, it's because we just don't have the confidence that God will actually use us as he's promised to use us. And so it's a matter of being confident, not in ourselves, but in um, in, in God. Um, this, the, 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 that's the sixth uh, principle or thought. The seventh is being Christ. This is looking back in Scripture and uh, seeing Christ, for instance, uh, with the woman at the well. And we did a couple of um, uh, a couple of uh, podcasts ago, we talked about this, how Christ connects and how he captivates with the gospel, how he compassionately corrects um, the woman's theology, compassionately confronts her uh, with the truth of her sin and the law. Um, but he's compassionate in that uh, she felt welcome. Um, when Acts, in Acts 10, 38 and following, it, it summarizes Jesus's ministry as one full of the Holy Spirit going around doing good. And so this being Christ here is seeking to be like Christ in his compassion, in, in praying that God would give us more of a, that affection and desire to do the work of the Father in evangelism, but that we would also be enlightened in our eyes to see as Christ sees and to have that compassion of Christ and to know that the same spirit that uh, indwelt Christ, that empowered Jesus Christ, is the same spirit we have in union with him, and to be, again, confident in that. But the seventh is being Christ. It is just uh, seeking to do good, as Christ uh, did good in his earthly ministry, seeking to be a servant, not to be served, but to be a servant. We often don't think about it, but sometimes our self-centeredness um, is, is, is seeking to be served, because we don't want the inconvenience of, of seeking to serve someone, seeking to maybe be rejected, seeking to be—we uh, we, we don't want to serve uh, Christ in a way and, and, and have someone uh, perhaps know more than we do or, or make us feel dumb, whatever it is. And, and that happens often with me. I'm sure it happens with many that I've talked to. But uh, the, the, the being Christ is not thinking of those things, just thinking of the will of the Father, thinking of being compassionate, thinking of seeking to do good and know that God will, uh, to, will use that. The eighth thing is not being Christ, and this is the only negative in here because I want to emphasize it after being Christ. We're, we're Christ in the sense that we're united to him and we're seeking to imitate him. 
Um, but we're not Christ in that uh, we're not the Savior. We're not the person with all the answers. We're not the ones that people should, uh, should be turning to in their faith or in their uh, confidence. They shouldn't be putting their confidence in us. We want to be, as John the Baptist saying, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so our work is uh, to remember that we're not Christ. We can't make the change. We can't change the hearts, but we can be confident of those wonderful uh, words uh, that we hear uh, Jesus uh, teach us in John 6, 37, that all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Um, not being Christ is um, remembering that it's Jesus who is using us to open up our arms and welcome and to invite them not to ourselves, though there may be a friendship and a and a, and a, a companionship, a, you know, et cetera, uh, that, 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 it, that happens, even a marriage, as I experienced in my witnessing early in my days uh, with my wife. But it's ultimately we're opening our arms for them to come to Jesus. We're, say, we're, we're letting them hear the words, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, and so it's just a reminder that our focus should not be on ourselves that's not being Christ. Our focus should not be on ourselves in evangelism. In fact, we, we want to focus keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. The more we feel perhaps our insufficiency, the more we feel our weakness, the more we feel that we're stumped by some of the things that are being said in response to what we're saying or the rejection. It's not being Christ. It's saying that we are pointing away from ourselves to Jesus Christ where our hope is. And that's exactly what the apostles did uh, in the early church. That, you know, in, in John uh, or Acts 4, uh, it was uh, the quote-unquote sin of Peter and John that they had been with the Lord and that they were doing miracles in the Lord's name to exalt the Lord. And they were very clear. Uh, money, I, I have not. Uh, it, it, it's not about me. It's not my own power or piety that's done these things. But it's simply that we're witnesses to Christ and his power. So that's not being Christ um, is, is number eight. So uh, let's do a review just so we can get our bearings. It's being there. It's being prepared. It's being faithful. It's being yourself. It's being filled. It's being confident. It's being Christ. It's not being Christ. And that brings us to number nine. It's being patient. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. I bet we all feel like failures in our evangelism. Uh, thinking about uh, our ministry here at Catoctin, for many years we've gone out to parades uh, in cold winters uh, when it's snowing. We've done Christmas parades. We've done New Year's uh, or uh, July 4th Independence Day parades. We've handed out thousands of flyers by now, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of flyers and invitations. I'm not sure that we've received one uh, uh, person. Maybe, maybe we have, but I'm not sure what the success has been but we've sown seeds. We've sown seeds. Uh, we've sought to be faithful. And we've sown seeds that uh, we remember that we're to be patient, that God will water these seeds and give the increase. Um, uh, sowing seed is hard. It's, it requires a lot of patience, but waiting on the harvest uh, requires even more patience. And so it's that patience of the farmer that we're called to, uh, to go out and be faithful, to hand the invitations out, to be in the parades, uh, to, to you know whatever else we can be involved in, to, to give water out at, uh, at a local uh, festival or day, give tracts out, witness our faith to whomever we come into contact with. But it is 
uh, seeking to do that and then being patient, uh, leaving the results to God, being patient, leaving the results to God. I appreciate the images that uh, Timothy is given by Paul uh, under the inspiration of the Spirit in 2 Timothy 2, where Paul says, uh, you, Timothy, uh, and, and of course, all Christians in Christ, that we are first uh, soldiers, we're committed uh, like Christ was to the Father, we're, we're soldiers in Christ, to being obedient to the Father in reliance upon His grace. We're called to be athletes who compete according to the rules, and, and so we're very diligent, we're determined, uh, you know, we, 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 we seek to be in the best shape we can be uh, and, 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 and be faithful in, in running the race with perseverance. But, the, but, but for number nine, the patience, the third image he uses is the farmer. Um, he says the farmer should have a share in the crop, and he wants us as uh, Christians in general and ministers particularly to think of ourselves as farmers, that we're sowing seed, and as farmers, it requires patience. You know, one of the, if you'd say two virtues of a farmer, it'd be diligence and it would be patience. These would be the two primary um, uh, um, uh, I think, virtues of a farmer, uh, the, the things that they need to keep in mind each and every day. Uh, they're the virtues that come through in, uh, in the reading of, uh, of Wendell Berry books, is that we be those who will uh, uh, be d diligent and will be those who be patient. So being patient, being patient on the harvest, being patient on the results, leaving the results again to God, uh, just as we um, learned in being faithful earlier. And finally, number 10. This is being expectant. If we've been called to do it, then we should remember Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, that God has promised to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or imagine according to the power at work within us. And so being expectant is, is, is saying that if God has called me to this, if God has called me to this good and he's equipped me, and he has, um, and I am in Christ and I have his Holy Spirit, and I'm uh, being the best my, you know, me I can be, then I can expect great things from God. I can expect him to do work that is unfathomably great. And this is our help, I think, uh, beloved, when we, <clears throat> when we don't immediately see the results or we feel like failure sometimes, is never to give up, to remember to never grow weary in doing good, for in due time you will reap the harvest, we're told in Galatians 6, to stand firm and let nothing move you. Always give yourself to the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is never heavy. it's never meaninglessness, it's never vanity, it's never in vain. And so that expectancy that God will work. And I think this is that kind of expectancy where I want to say, let me start, with my own repentance, but let me invite you to repent with me, is that, again, the reasons why I think sometimes we may not see the results is because our expectancies are very low. We hand out thousands of uh, invitations and it's a done deal. We never pray again. We never pray for God to water. We never pray for God to bring the increase. We don't pray uh, we, because we don't expect, because we don't believe. And so I repent of that today, and I will continue to repent of that and believe that I'm going to think great thoughts of God because we serve a great God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And so let's repent of what we need to repent of. And sometimes the expectancy, I think it often is, at least with me, and I think it is with others, is, is that we don't have the faith. We go out and do it, and if there's not immediate results, 
we and our impatience and our, our, our desire for immediate gratification, our training in this present age uh, of immediate gratification, we just don't understand delayed gratification. You know, we're vending machine people. You know, put in the invitation, put in the, the witness, and you, and you should get a convert pretty quick down, down to the bottom. That's revivalism talking. That's a false theology, and it's also a, a false hope often, most of the time. Uh, what we need is great expectations. What we need is great expectations of a great God to do his work that he's promised to do. Let him do above and beyond what we ask or imagine and pray because we're going to see these things and, and don't give up. And that's, those are the things. So shall I review? All right. Sure. So being there, being prepared, being faithful, being yourself, being filled, being confident, being Christ, not being Christ, being patient, being expectant. And so let's turn away from the things that, uh, that, that so easily beset us as a church, the weaknesses that we have as individuals, and let's say, hey, we've been called to be witnesses. What a privilege. Let's gather together in prayer. Let's go forward with hope, and let's do this thing and trust the Lord for the rest. Yeah, those are very helpful, and I, I, I appreciate especially that, that balance of you know, being Christ, not being Christ, and that kind of bringing us to that patient expectancy and you know, as you were sharing those those thoughts, um, I was thinking about how for, for so many of us who grew up in a kind of broadly evangelical context, one of the strengths of that context is it helped to remind us that we as individuals should be sharing our faith. But I think what, what we also need to hear, and I think what, what you have reminded us from God's Word and from the history of the church is, while we are always as individuals to share our faith, we're never to share our faith just as individuals, meaning God is at work above and beyond what we as individuals are doing. And we work in the context of a broader church, and we, we work as part of what God is doing more broadly. And so often, part of why we need that patience and that expectancy together is because God might bless our work in ways that we never hear about or that happen long after we are gone. And as you were talking about that, I was just reminded of one of my favorite stories uh, from the Puritan era um, of the preaching of John Flavel, I think he, I think it was when he was in Dartmouth, and he was preaching, and there was a young man in the in the crowd who was, I think, a teenager or maybe even younger, sitting under the preaching of John Flavel, not converted. Um, he grows up, he goes to America, uh, he he has a family. At this point, John Flavel has already passed into glory. You know, his ministry is done. But this this man goes to America. He lives a full life. He's a grandfather. He's sitting as an old man under an apple tree in the colonies. And it has not been converted this whole time. But for some reason, God brings to his mind a sermon that he heard from this old Puritan preacher, John Flavel, and he remembers the gospel, and he's converted in his 80s. And you just think, John Flavel knew nothing of that on his deathbed. It hadn't even happened yet. You know, how many people had been praying for this man and had seen nothing and maybe, you know, gone into glory themselves without seeing those prayers answered? But, but God had planted the seed through the ministry of John Flavel years, decades before, and brought it to fruition. And that story has come down to us to encourage us as evangelists today to be patient. It may take a long time, but to be expectant because God is always at work in building his kingdom, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. We're so are farmers. Let me, let me just, if I may, close with this thought that we uh, take seriously uh, these ten that uh, if they're useful to you to memorize and meditate upon them. Um, but let us especially, um, however we go about our evangelism, let's start with our own heart, allowing the gospel um, uh, to, 
to work in us um, such hearts that we do want to do the will of the Father, that it is our food to do the work that he's called us to as the church, as evangelists in the church, and uh, that we would uh, have eyes to see uh, those around us who are perishing, and that we'd have eyes of pity upon them, and that we would remember at the end of the day, truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart, and it is good to be near God. That, 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 that we're to start each day by saying, Lord, help me today uh, to make that connection. Um, help me then to have eyes to see the, the, those you're bringing in my path and to make those connections by your grace. And let's do that deliberately each and every day. And I think, I think we will uh, be rejoicing as we may go out mourning, uh, sowing the seeds, but we'll come in reaping with rejoicing as we're bringing in the sheaves uh, yeah. by God's grace. Yeah. So those are 10 things that we can meditate on, we can memorize, we can share with others as we seek to share our faith. We hope you all have a wonderful August. Again, we'll be taking a, a break from the podcast for the month of August. We encourage you to, to, to go out with these 10 things in mind. Spend the next month thinking about ways that you can apply all that we've been talking about, and we'll look forward to speaking with you again uh, in September. If you'd like to learn more, you can find resources about this and many other topics on our church website, www.catoctin.org. That's www.ketoctin.org. And you can find out more about the work of Pastor Biggs as the regional home missionary of the Presbytery of the Mid-Atlantic at www.joiningtheharvest.org. If you found this episode to be useful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. If you have questions that you would like us to answer or consider in a future episode, you can send those to us at shepherdsvoicepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we encourage you to join us for our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.